Welcome back. This is Ben here from Supercoach Insider. Lovely to be here now. Before we move on, on our socials as well, if you're on the YouTube, like, subscribe, get amongst this business here. SE Insider 100, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, all the other audio platforms as well, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, you name it for our podcast. And obviously you're on uh, YouTube here, so thank you very much. I'm going to give you a little bit of a round down on my performances for round five, how I went the trades I made, and also what I'm looking at into the future. So having a quick look at my team, I ranked 373 overall now. So I had a pretty decent week, 2,321. I went VC on McRae, so I ended up taking that. Uh, Slight changes with Clark being dropped, and I was going to get rid of Jordan, but I was like, well, do I really want to get rid of someone who's going to play? Maybe he'll have a better round. Um, Brockman was out, so I was considering and tossing up between, you know, what I should do there. So I'm sitting quite pretty here. So 2,321, so I'm quite happy with my team. The thing is, though, is that when you're going for overall, if you're trying to get that momentum, you really are trying to upgrade as quick as possible to get as many points on field to keep pushing up the tree. So it's this little bit of a risk it for the biscuits. I considered not making many changes at all but I wanted to make an upgrade. I wanted to bring in another premium. I wasn't sure if I wanted to wait a week for their price to drop. Like what's the difference between you know, 10 or 15,000, etc. So I actually wanted to try and make some trades there. Okay. So what I did, uh, I was considering going Brockman to uh, Titch. I was also tossing up going Brockman to Lockie Neal, just because I felt Essendon, uh, his bunny side in a sense, and Lockie Neal was going big. I had this feeling. And as I said last week to Chris, Lockie Neal was going to average 115 for the rest of the year, and I was considering bringing him in because I didn't have enough money. Brockman to Titch or to Neal. When Clark went out, I decided to go straight up to Clary. I was going to get Clary this week instead, so I brought that forward. I brought uh, played Clary. I then had to play Jordan and Barry on field, and unfortunately Barry kind of stunk it up a little bit. For a guy who was on 12 possessions at half time, he only got like one more for the game and did not do very well there at all, so... My issue is Josh Kelly, again, kissed on the bits. Uh, the last two weeks, he's been tracking for a 60. He's playing wing, he's playing forward, he's getting all outside ball. Not many contested, like a third of contested. And he, he's getting enough touches, right? But outside players don't do as well. He's consistent enough, but he's not going to be that top 6 to 10 midfielder that we want. I expect him to probably rack up the pill a little bit against some weaker sides, which... Yeah, it's kind of a reason that for those who have him, if you want to keep him, but for me, it's 40000 now to basically go from him to Lockie Neal. So I'm thinking about making that trade because I can't afford to get Lockie Neal and, say, Steele at the moment. Uh, Titch as well is another. He's someone who's only, what, 10000 more and averaging eight points more per game with better scope. So I'm really concerned, is Josh Kelly chipping away? Is he going to improve or is he going to sort of nullify and become nothing? So that's why I'm considering moving him on if I can. Um, the other trade I made, I actually brought Waterman in. So this was one I was debating and I did it probably quite late. Henry sucks. He was clog filling my list. Um, 
do I want to risk someone who could possibly make a hundred thousand or more and free up some money that way? Because if I'm doing quite well so far, I want to try and maximize that cash that I can get and quickly try and upgrade. So it, it was a bit of a risk reward system. Problem was, it was a bit of a wet game there. So I still see Waterman as a pretty decent uh, attribute to that side at the moment. They seem to like him. Wet game obviously didn't help me at all in that sense. So hoping for Flynn to come back in. Uh, this one's going to be interesting. So what I am looking at doing this week, depending on teams and depending on how they're named, I'm looking at Barry out for Jones. I might have to, or obviously if Ridley hurt me, I might have to bring Laird into that midfield mix just for now. I'm assuming Cozzy might get dropped, but there's more money to be freed up in Barry at the moment. So it's going to be an interesting one. I, I do trust Jones and Chapman on field at the moment more than I do sort of a Barry and that kind of combination. I'm also a little bit uh, concerned with Campbell here. So I was considering playing row on field and that way it would sort of free up a little bit of room there. Campbell, I might actually put the E on this week because I think they play fairly early, maybe third game in. So that could be a nice little one to sort of see if he goes all right to keep. Uh, I actually think Highmore plays this week. I could be wrong. I have been proven wrong before. So the other option is I'm thinking about keeping that trade in case, um, yeah, so in case Cozzy isn't named, Highmore is not named, then I can actually make that trade. I think uh, Saturday night, I think they're playing. I can actually make that trade. Uh, oh, yeah, so Hawks are playing Sunday, Adelaide's playing Sunday, so I know, and um, Port and Saints are all on that Sunday game. So I'll be able to find out and actually make that trade. So I was considering just going, instead of getting rid of Berry, Josh Kelly's straight to Lockie Neal and waiting. So that way I could trade out Berry, Lockie Neal could come in, and I could go Jones if Highmore or Cozzy is playing. So they're the options I'm kind of looking at at the moment. I'm trying to bank some cash to make some more upgrades uh, I am looking at going Tex Walker up soon. Now, I know it's a bit controversial. He's averaging 122. I think he's averaging 107 the last three. So he has made me 100 and, what was it, 180, 190,000. He's gone pretty well. So he's made me cash, 191,000 cash. He's the only key forward that's doing this at the moment. So that's my concern. I don't see him as a keeper. Some people might. Um, what's he going to average for the rest of the year? I'm not too sure. But you look at other key forwards they're not getting it as much. Now, Adelaide have been really competitive and they've won three out of the five. They were close on the others. So he's really competitive. Now, is that going to be sustained? Is that young group going to mesh and continue to do well? We saw Adelaide, uh, no, Gold Coast do really well a couple of years ago and then really fell away. So I am concerned there. It's something that he's the only key forward that's really dominating to this extent. So I'm not sure if I want to keep him. Uh, so I'm waiting. Now, I am looking at keeping Texo for this week. They're playing Hawks against a Hawthorne defense, so they can leak some points there. And then they're playing GWS. And GWS obviously don't have their um, yeah, main sort of key defenders there, so they're playing like Taylor and a few other people back there as well. So he could go really well in the next two weeks, and I'll, I'll assess it based on there. So look, that's my side. Let us know what you're thinking. Let me know if you're something similar. I had a look at the top averaging players at the moment. I think I've got 11 out of the 16 or something like that. Zebul continues to <laughs> amaze me. Uh, and Impy chipping away as well. Had a few uh, poor disposals early for the Impa, so uh, he'll be chipping away. So for me, it really just comes down to, are these players going to get on field? Uh, Campbell could be rested soon. His time on ground's going down a little bit, so try not to make too many trades too early. Now, a few people that I've spoken to and a few friends from work, etc., they made all their trades nice and early, but the problem is 
when things change, you need to change your plan. And I kind of kept it open. I waited. And instead of me moving sort of Titch or Neil, I was actually then able to keep that trade and trade out Clark to a better player. So hold your trades as long as you can. Keep them up your sleeve and make those trades when they're appropriate. But don't forget, don't get sidetracked and then get too late. So that's (laughs) that's the cross sort of side there. So... That's it. That's it for my side at the moment. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know how your team's stacking up. Jordan reset his break-even, which was awesome because a lot of people got rid of him. He dropped down to a 28 break-even. And the last thing I'm going to leave you with is a little side note that I made, and it's Josh Kelly. These were my thoughts in the GWS podcast. Why do I keep trusting this guy even though he has two first names? I rip on every single person, and yet somehow this guy I'm trusting every year. That, well, to be fair, it's your fault. Now, the other thing I really, it is my really fault. want to say yeah, we don't want to hit. No, Chris, you can wait your turn. Two first names, Josh Kelly. I pick him every year. I don't know why. Uh, he's disappointed me usually for his body. This time his role sucks. So Josh Kelly, pull your finger out, mate. You upset me. And let's go with, and we'll blame Cameron instead. Who else is with me? Blame the Cameron train. Let me know what you think. Should I keep Josh Kelly? Should I trade him? Lockie Neal. This is uh, my uh, team progression into round six. Uh, ben has just done his. And so I thought I'd take you through mine. What happened this week? Um, what trades I'm looking at making. Uh, yeah, and uh, just a little bit of an overall look at uh, the teams in general and particularly my team. So getting straight into it, guys, um, had a pretty poor week to begin with. Um, unfortunately, you know, I was actually on a tear. I had two really, really good weeks in a row. And now out of nowhere, it's um, it's all capitulated. I pretty much copped all the major bullets this week. Um, and so my score was 2147. Um, which made a round rank of uh, 32,000, so a bit of a massive drop-off, and it's uh, actually uh, propelled my rank down to 749, so still in the top 1,000, which is good, um, but of course, um, yeah, not not ideal. Um, now, getting into how that happened. Now, it was just a strange week for Supercoach in general, um, but in terms of underperforming premiums, um, not too happy with Lloyd. Obviously, you pay up for someone like a Lloyd. Um, he scrapes together 100, and he's not going bad. He's just not really having those huge scores that we know he can produce. Um, part of that will be is a little bit role-based as well um, with Dawson back there and also Braden Campbell. But um, I'm hoping uh, that with Rampy out for a few weeks, um, hopefully that means that Dawson has to play a little bit more accountable and free up a little bit more Jake Lloyd. We'll see how that works. Um, obviously I have Ridley, so that was, uh, the big one for the week. I'm, I'm glad that he was actually scaled up to 31. Um, but that did hurt when he went down. I was actually at the game and I, I, I was like, where's Ridley? Where's Ridley? Where's Ridley? Where's Ridley? Um, and it was a wet game and he would have, uh, he would have towed up, but, uh, unfortunately, um, such is life. You, you roll with the punches. It looks like that's going to be a concussion. I'll go through that in the, in the main pod, but I'll probably end up holding Ridley. Um, it's a fairly easy hold if it's just the one week. Um, Jaden Short also had that bullet. Now, unfortunately, um, they dominated, Richmond dominated so much that the ball just wasn't down there. So uh, that 74 is not really representative of anything, in my opinion. Um, there was not one single defender for Richmond that actually got over 80, which is unusual for them. Um, and you know, even though Hooley took a, a couple of kickouts as well, that was why while Jordan Jaden Short was off the field, so they only had six kickouts for the game, and unfortunately, two of those were while uh, Short was off. So can't really do much about that. Um, also have Houston. 
Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do there. We'll obviously um, wait and see what will happen. He's listed as a test for now with a shoulder injury. Um, really hoping that that doesn't get up. Uh, that that does, sorry, get up. And then, of course, Doherty, um, he was also hit um, in that first quarter and went off for about 15, 20 minutes. So that 98 was actually a really solid score considering, and he was on fire. But, um, yeah, obviously hit that bullet. Um, I did trade in Chapman last week, obviously, so I had his score on field. Um, and then I did have the VC on McRae. Now, unfortunately, with all of the commotion and me getting to the football, um, by the time that I found out what McRae scored, like I was trying to update and refresh um, fan footy, and it kept saying he was 118, 118, and there was no scaling that had gone through, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to have that. And I'll um, I'll walk into the stadium, and I'll, I'll take a seat. And... I went back and I rechecked about maybe 30 seconds before the bounce um, at the ground and he's, he'd gone up to 146. So I'm scrambling to try and get a loophole in there to, to change out one of the Brisbane players because obviously I have Sharp and um, and Fullerton, so I could have looped either of those guys onto the field and, and taken the captain score and I just missed it. Um, so I wasn't able to actually get that. So then I was sweating on the um, on J- on uh, Jordan Clark, obviously, and then he's named as the sub. So... Um, before that, it was actually announced. I found out that he was obviously held over from the VFL game, so he didn't actually play. And I thought thought it was very likely that he would be a sub. So I just rode the Gorn train, and luckily that came home. So if that didn't come home, it would have been another 31 points below, and I would have just scraped into 2100. Um, obviously happy with Walsh. I hit the Titch bullet as well. He can rack up the pill, but his supercoach scoring at the moment is just shocking. Um, Laird seems to be a little bit of a miss. Um, he keeps getting knocks here and there and going off the field, really annoying. Um, Taranto, again, racking up the pill. Taranto, between Taranto and Titch, one week I'm going to have, you know, between them I'll score 300 plus, but right now it's not happening. Um, and then, of course, Golden um, still going all right. Uh, Powell, obviously, still going all right. And then I had to have Berry on field because Jordan um, Clark was not available, so that really hurt me. I also couldn't loop Scott um, because I didn't know at the time, I didn't have the information that Clark was going to be um, unavailable. So I had initially planned to emergency bury and play Clark. Then when Clark was announced was after the dogs game. uh, So so I couldn't even, um, I didn't even emergency Scott. So I couldn't even take that as a loophole option. So there's another 30 points just went begging Oh, it was a rough week. Um, Fullerton gets dropped. Um, now, hopefully moving forward, I can try and loop these guys, uh, the Rowe, Waterman, and Fullerton connection. Um, again, Waterman, 27, went to the game. Ball was barely in the Essendon forward line at all for the entire match. They got absolutely smashed. Um, yeah, so not really much he's going to be able to do in that sort of situation. I did mention in the previous pods, that he's obviously scoring goals and he's scoring well because of that. And when that dries up, such as it did last week, he's got to drop a 20 score and that's exactly what happened. Um, Outside of that, forward line's looking okay. Campbell, I'm really a little bit worried about just because there's been obviously the the talk in the media saying that, you know, they might want to rest some of these young kids. Um, But hopefully he gets another run. If not, might be in a little bit of trouble. Um, obviously, I can uh, trade him directly with Scott, so it's not the worst situation in the world. Um, but yeah, he might be someone that in, I might be able to um, start loopholing him instead of loopholing, say, a row. Um, we'll see. I, I, th- I think there's still a huge score in him, and I I don't want to trade him out if I can avoid it. So we'll we'll see how that goes. 
Warner had an off night, but he's still got the role, so he'll still um, go there. Now, what I'm looking for this week, um, so as I mentioned in the, the podcast last week, um, it was a pretty simple um, method for me. So I traded out uh, Jordan, um, uh, James Jordan for uh, Waterman. Now, unfortunately, um, obviously Jordan played quite well, which was another bullet to my to my trade. Uh, but uh, yeah, again, I didn't have the information at the time to trade out Clark. Had I have done that, I would have gone Clark to Waterman. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a yeah. Those um the late uh, late announcements are, are not helping definitely. Um, but I, I do still think that regardless, I mean, he might even be if Harms comes back this week. This could be Jordan's last week. Um, also last week could be uh, his last week, and he could be out this week. He could also be out next week. So his job security now with Harms coming back into that team is a little bit questionable. And there was an article about that uh, either today or yesterday. So. Um, just keep an eye out on that. Harms coming in, I think, does definitely impact Jordan. So I think he's going to be the one to go. Uh, so looking this week, um, the trades are pretty simple for me. So I now have the cash to be able to um, bring in a premium. Unfortunately, because again, Clark didn't play, I miss out on Clary by 6K, which is just like the biggest kick in the teeth. And I'm kind of left a little bit and worse for wears. I mentioned um, in the pod, I really want three. There's only really three midfielders that I want in my team right now, and that's um, Clary, um, Steele, and, of course, Neil. Now, Neil goes out and gets a 157. Do I think he's back? If I could avoid trading Neil in this week, I would, but because I, I do think he probably gets tagged by Ed Kernia. I just don't think I have another option realistically in my team, and I'll go through a couple of those. So right now, these are my trades that I'm going to be going through. And it's a pretty simple one. Um, so I'm going to get in Lockie Jones. Um, obviously, with his score, um, he's pretty much bang on, going to be a great rookie for us. Oh, hello, Benjamin. Comes in with the beard. Look at this guy. I've got service with a smile. Hello, Benjamin. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Excellent. Oh, that is good beer. Excellent. Um, now, that gives me uh, 268. Now, really, there's a couple of um, trade-out options. The one that I'm probably going to pull the trigger on a little bit, it's going to be early, in, and it's going to be a little bit of a negative. It could be a negative port or it could be a positive. It's going to depend on the next couple of weeks. At the moment, I'm, I'm actually leaning towards trading out Golden. Now, the reason is obviously cash-based. Um, it's also break-even. Don't get me wrong, he can definitely bang out a score, and this could backfire on me. But I feel like... If I'm going into a matchup or on any given week for the next couple of weeks, I would 100% rather have a Neil or a Clary or a Steel rather than be playing a Golden. Um, so that's why. Now, my other option is if I wanted to get in someone like a Brayshaw. Now, that does weaken my potential long-term midfield. However, that means that I could you know, essentially get out a Campbell instead or um, I can't quite get a Berry with that trade. Uh, the other one that I was thinking of was Dusty in the forward line, but again, I can't do that with Campbell. I'm actually about 10K short to do that. So realistically, if I want what the team that I want, Golden, unfortunately, is the one that has to go this week for me to make it happen. So I'm just going to take the punt, and I'll be a very few people that actually do this. And unfortunately, unfortunately that means that I'll be trading in Neil this week instead of Clary. Um, and hopefully I can get Clary in the next few weeks, and that is my next plan. It does mean that I'm now only running the um, the two 
rookies on field in midfield, um, and they'll be looking to shore up uh, the forward line and mid moving forward. And that is going to be how I'm going to be playing this week. Um, now, in terms of – let me just cancel that. Um, in terms of VCNC, I've actually – I think the Gorn Grundy this week is going to be very, very powerful. Um, I'm just going to pull up uh, – also, obviously, McRae is just going absolutely gangbusters. Um, and he's, he's obviously playing Friday night, so that's an option on the Friday night. But I do like the old Gorn into Grundy. And uh, so Gorn plays um, Nan Curvis on the Saturday night. And, of course, Grundy uh, plays, uh, well, uh, Peter Wright on Sunday. Um, I'm leaning more towards that than going with the uh, the doggy with McRae option. The only reason is there's so many dogs that are scoring so well, but they really are quite capped. I feel like... Anywhere between 120 to, say, 145 is where you can get it. But those bigger scores, yeah, Gorn's still pumping those out, and, and so is Grundy. So I don't think I'm going to lose much by missing that VC on the Friday night, but the gain is potentially a lot when you've got someone like a Gorn up against a Nank um, or a Grundy up against a Peter Wright. So I think that I'm probably going to lean towards that and go VC Gorn, Captain Grundy. And that is how my team's going to be rolling out this week. So thanks, guys, and I'll catch you next time. And uh, catch also Ben's podcast that he would have um, obviously uploaded as well. And I'll see you next time on YouTube. Catch you guys. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. 